I'm Tom Saunders. I'm still getting through this in the Pacific Palisades. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Manhattan. As Tommy prepares for a very special road journey across America next week, I've eagerly begun searching for hotels along his route. But not just any hotel. You see, in my spare time, which is abundant these days, I consider myself to be a trusty travel agent. My only credentials are my love of travel and the desire to match my non-paying client with just the right lodging to match his or her or their tastes. Scotty, I'm so grateful and, and excited, Scotty, but well, I'm also nervous. Yes, nervous as a rooster with laryngitis. Why? Because there's so much to do to prepare for this mega cross-country automobile journey. Cameras, microphones, recording in, in equipment. Amazingly, one thing I won't need is maps. Yes, GPS and the, and the wonder uh, iPhone maps uh, have rendered obsolete those huge pieces of paper that would blow around in the car, often blowing in the face of the driver in old silent comedies. <laughs> yes, well... Tommy, you're about to borrow a page from Jack Kerouac's On the Road, but it's your own paperback version, so no library fines will be assessed. Yes, yes, next week my intrepid traveler co-host takes to the road on a journey that will eventually put him in the New York City he has not seen in over 14 months. I only wish this was a Hope Crosby road picture so I could come along for the ride. <laughs> Yes, Scotty, and I, I too hope that that will be in our future. And I'm sure people listening to this podcast a thousand years from now will still get the reference to the famous comedian-singer combo in the Paramount Studio Road Pictures in the 1940s. But for now, my journey is just a hope movie, as I will be solo. And I don't plan to pick up any hitchhikers, at least not near Lompoc or any other prison town. That's a little travel tip I'd give to, to anybody uh, driving on the open road. But you know, Scotty, thanks to modern day wizardry and the uh, of Wi-Fi and iPhones, you and I hope to remain in touch on the road, just as you say. And I say hope, but hotels with Wi-Fi are more than just a hope. As with Scott Blakeman in the Road Trip Command Center, ensuring that we have wondrous clean places to sleep in good neighborhoods, Everyone, when they travel across this great land, should have a NASA-like control room like what you have, Scotty, working on their behalf with a veteran travel visionary at the helm, Scotty, and also with hotel workers that aren't on strike. Yes, well, I know you had that in a previous uh, lodging in Chicago, but Tommy, you're right. People may think I work out of my apartment looking up airfares. No, it is a NASA-like control room. And just the fact when I found a lovely hotel for you in San Francisco, uh, we all, you should have, you've seen the video, all of us and the other uh, NASA control people, we just leapt up in the air and a big whoop, big cheer went up. Got a good deal on a great hotel in San Francisco. Big cheer, big whoop. Because I mean, the nerves were palpable up until that point. Could we get them a room? Could we get one with a bay view? And we did, and we just exulted. The sweating. And I imagine you, I, I picture you all with, you know, wearing shorts, white short sleeve shirts with pack protectors and <laughs> And, and, and calculators, but that's not the case now with the modern tra uh, uh, travel experts. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, yeah, they don't carry that. I mean, still a, a clean, crisp, short sleeve shirt, perhaps of a seersucker variety is perfect, for especially warm, humid days. But no, we don't uh, have that uh, look. It's, yeah, and it's really, yeah. The crew cut. You don't have like the crew cut <laughs> of the 
steely-eyed missile men from the 1960s, early 1960s. That is not the case. But that's what people envision when they think of your travel uh, headquarters, where you will be monitoring. I, I'll be driving uh, on the open road going up uh, uh, P, uh, the Pacific Coast Highway. You will be and, and, uh, uh, on up to San Francisco, Scotty, where there, there I will stay uh, uh, near the wharf in one of those. Just as you say, there was a huge uh, um, outpouring of of of, uh, of um, joy. Well, joy, yeah, because people think travel. Oh, you just pick something. No, it's a, It's just like it's exactly like sending perseverance to Mars. I mean, it's it's uncannily exact because you don't know. I mean, on paper, yeah, we've done all the right things. It should work, but we don't know until finally, until you walk into that door of the hotel and you're warmly greeted by the concierge and you're led to your beautifully appointed room. We don't know. We hope and we do all the work, but then when it happens, boy, boy, do we let, let loose and maybe even uh, hate to talk out of school, but lift a cold one or three afterwards. <laughs> well, uh, don't, don't let anybody know that because you guys are some of the most sober uh, uh, practitioners, uh, uh, experts really of, of travel. And it is exciting. It does make you feel like, wow, you're, you're, uh, you, when I set out on my, in my automobile, the, the Volvo uh, XC60, I will be, it, it is like I am in a rocket ship, SpaceX perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and and um, the, the first joy will be that the car doesn't blow up on the launching pad. That will be, the bi- that will be a big relief, I think, to all of you guys. Certainly yeah, well, you've done the testing. You know, you're part of this too, Tommy. You've been out there on the road ever since day one with your new SC60, reading manuals, watching videos online, riding the car in all terrain. So I think you could feel confident that it's ready for your arduous journey. So you know, but there's always that you know that white knuckle moment when we're just about to start the car, which is exactly as you say, exactly like flying to Mars. Yeah. You have that, that uh, the, the uh, butterflies, you know, I'm sure that the astronauts have. And, uh, you know, you're, but also the sense of hope and the, and the realization that, OK, I'm not going to Mars. I'm going to to ultimately uh, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Well, now, ultimately, I'm going to New York. But yeah. Uh, um, and and, that, uh, and some people will say, well, New York is not the same as Mars, you know, and, and people, you know, I think that uh, that misses the point, Scotty, but I'm not sure why it misses the point. Well, I, which I'll try to answer for you, Tommy. It's a destination. A destination need not be light years away and require going through the fictional Van Allen radiation belts. Uh, no, a destination is the city by the day, San Francisco, or even uh, going to Ventura, as you spoke of an earlier. So it's the destination. It's the getting there. And Tommy, one thing in your favor, when you do nervously turn on the ignition for the first time, you have no known enemies in the mob and elsewhere, oh. uh, as in these movies where people's cars explode. So I really don't think that's, that should be a concern. Well, that's that's why you're a travel expert, uh, and I'm just a mere traveler. I didn't even think that you're right. I don't have any enemies, and I actually I'm kind of proud of that fact that I've never over the over my many years uh, I have never aroused the enmity of the of organized crime. Yeah. And, and so uh, you're right. I, I, I don't have that nervous uh, feeling or I shouldn't have when I start on this great trip that will take me through to San Francisco, Portland, Seattle and then Boise. You know, I have set up uh, uh, my trip to Seattle already. Uh, 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 this is exciting, Scotty. I, yeah. Uh, 
and it's definitely on. I had texted my nephew, Ned, who happens to live in the city uh, of Seattle. He replied affirmatively, Scotty. Wow. And you just, this was something you, on a whim, you said, let me reach out. Because I think you had alluded to this many episodes ago or months ago about trying to reconnect with people, both friends and family. And, and what a better time to do it than right now. Well, I think so. I think this is when everybody's actually coming out of their cocoon. Yeah. And, and, um, and really, my my and yes, reaching out to to I've I've not been one of those you know I I don't know if I'm a great uncle Scotty I'm a good uncle uh, at times but I want to be a great uh, and this is what I'm and 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 a great brother I want to be a great man a great humanitarian <laughs> yeah. uh, Scotty uh, I I offered him a fairly vague and unoriginal. Uh, uh, offer of having coffee in Seattle. Now, I, I, I assume that people roll their, uh, Seattleites roll their eyes at an offer of coffee. Uh, but, well, it's a little bit of the stereotype, but oh, what do you yeah, think we do? We're all about coffee. But, but you know, I think it's, in that case, it may be true that, and I think you're basically saluting Seattle and saying, well, I'll tell you, boy, I could use a cup of Joe and what better place than your native Seattle? Well, you know, you'd think so. And and certainly he texted me back. He didn't he didn't say anything snarky about really coffee in Seattle. Yeah. How original. He didn't do that. No. He gets points for that. Instead, he said it was good timing. He was recently vaccinated. And he asked if he should bring his uh, bring his wife, Lisa. And I texted back something. Scotty, I said, are you kidding? Awesome to the second power. Something like wow. that. Now, uh, you, you help me with this, Scotty, because you're a travel expert. Yeah. As the text wound out uh, with a t- date to, uh, to be determined, but Scotty, I later, later wondered, with saying awesome to the second power, was that enough? Um, that's awesome times awesome, which is good. It's, just, yeah. you know, it's awesome times awesome. That's, that's, that's very good. That's, yeah. that's, that's twice or many, you know, it's, it's well, a lot. So at least more, more than saying just awesome. Right. So why didn't I make it awesome to the 10th power? Because that's awesome times, awesome times, awesome times, you know, 10 times. And, and, and here's why, Scotty. It's a tightrope walk. Because given that we're talking about his wife, what if I had said awesome to the 20th power? That would have been inappropriate. Well, that's, that's the key. Yeah, because that is the key because you could go too far. People say, well, how could you go too far on, on awesome times? Well, but 20th power, that does to most people. It's, 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 it's a man's wife. Yeah, you don't that's want. That's the wife. You don't want to. If, if, if it was just him. Maybe you could have thrown in a 10 or a 20 and just yeah. kind of, hey, I'm the uncle. Hey, I'm. But uh, when you get the wife involved to so the 20th power, it could be misinterpreted as grooming. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, and you wouldn't want that. No, I don't want that. You know, I, 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 any, anything. Yeah, I don't, the worst thing you can be is, is in these times is grooming, you know, be caught as grooming. Yeah, which is the new term now for. Instead of it used to be courtship or also grooming is grooming. I, I said to you earlier, I will start. I have to do some grooming, which means washing my face or whatever. But now it's this tainted word of, of manipulation and, and everything. Like, what, are you, what are you grooming yourself for? It's sort of some you know, lascivious <laughs> self-love uh, or something like that. It, yeah. Also, um, grooming. Yeah. Uh, uh, any kind of flirting now is, of course, grooming. We don't say the word flirting anymore. It's, no, it's uh, grooming. And uh, but and, but getting back to this. Yeah. Thing, and by the way, you saying want to be a better uncle. I have not discussed this uh, on this podcast. I am the proud uncle of four. My sister has four kids. Uh, I saw my niece in Florida last week, and there's three uh, great uh, nephews. And 
and we, you know, we get together and do things, but I always feel, can I do more? I could do more. And you're doing it, Tom. You're walking the walk and, and drinking the coffee. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I haven't done it yet. I mean, we haven't gotten off the launching pad, but I, I, actually now I'm feeling very excited. Knowing that I have an entire uh, operation, NASA-like operation, working on my behalf, monitoring my, my every move. One thing that I don't have that you, you're, uh, uh, and I'm a little nervous about, and you haven't said anything about it, so yeah. that, now I assume, you know, this is uh, um, on purpose, but you, I, I don't, like, I was expecting, I guess, and, and I know you're a friend for 50, 40 years, I don't know how long, and uh, uh, so maybe I don't have any right to expect this, but I was thinking that I would have um, sort of electrodes attached to my heart, my, my, my brain, you know, my scalp, and so that you would monitor my health conditions while I'm on this long journey, which may take 14 days. Yeah, well, that's the traditional, and, and you're right to think that. That's when you think NASA, you think... I think Don Glenn and outer space and that wobbly. But the interesting thing is, uh, Tommy, uh, I think a key distinction, there's very few distinctions between going to Mars and going uh, across country. But one is gravity. That's true. That's where, you know, and this is overkill there. Look, I look, I don't want to talk down. There are some travel in my business, travel, the freelance travel industry. They would be hooking you up with every kind of electrode and thing. And I say, hey, 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 the guys going to San Francisco and Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> You know, that's what I say to them. And I, you know, I say it in a friendly way with well, colleagues. Not a disrespectful way, but you No, no, but I say, let the guy have fun. Let, let him have some fun. What does he need to be strapped down with electro? Just follow him. Yeah. You got the monitors. You see what he's doing. Right. You and don't need to have the charts and the monitors and all that stuff. Feeling faint, I'll let you know, uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you'll, you'll, you'll react and go into code red and, and you know, it'll, everything will get scrambled over there. Everybody will be all hyper. And I'll be just sort of driving along, kind of feeling a little, little headachey, and maybe it's not even that that serious. But uh, that's that's the other thing is that that's why I do kind of think maybe I should have electrodes attached to all my various vital signs, um, just so that you know, you if I if I, let's say I get you know kind of uh, you know just uh, I get a little nauseous, I don't know, I eat a bad hat, hot dog. You guys in the in this control room, and I don't know how many of uh, you know, 40, 50 highly trained experts. Yeah, you're gonna go nuts. You know, well, you're gonna go, what I, gonna happen? You know, oh my God, you know, what do we do? Will we airdrop in medical supplies, that sort of thing. That's what I worry about, Scott. Well, and and we're gonna be doing that, but we do it without the need to be strapped into things. We do it by literally. This sounds like a primitive thing, a throwback. Just watching, looking. We can tell if a if you have fatigue and maybe an eye droops a little bit or things like that. We pick up these telltale signs. You don't need again to have a full electrode strap in system. We don't need that. And also, we can pipe in. We can go. We can go cruise control on your vehicle. We that's, can just put that in. That that's that's that that's the dream, Scotty. You know, it's amazing to me that there are families right now, possibly even people listening to this podcast, planning a trip. Where you where they don't have this this assist this massive NASA like team uh, we're, uh, constantly making sure that they're safe that they're well cared for that there's that their vehicle doesn't explode that they don't run out of oxygen you know and they, but instead they're just going out and listen to this Scotty I mean this is amazing they are getting in their car whatever it is a van a, an SUV the whole family 
you know, and they got the seat belts, airbags, uh, 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 disc brakes. Scotty, they don't have you. They don't have this NASA-like operation uh, watching over their every move. I worry about them. Well, yeah, you, you, well, yes, we wish they all had me or, or a me-like uh, personality. But you know what it comes down to, Tommy? Of course, we get all the trappings and the engineers and every minute and the car and the road conditions and the monitors. But you know what it comes down to, Leanne, Tommy? It sounds a little old-fashioned, but so be it. It's all about knowing what you want. And I listen. You say to me, oh, I'd like to stay here or this would be nice. And I just nod polite, listen, and I take it all in. And it's not about technology. It's about the heart. See, that's the thing. I mean, that you can't teach that, Scotty. That's that kind of gut instinct that makes you well, cut above the typical travel guru. Uh, uh, and that's why you're able to see that. Uh, uh, that's why you're able to help anybody, no matter where they're traveling, be it to, to Boise, Idaho, as you point out, Boise, Idaho and Mars, they're just destinations. That's, they're just, yep. I mean, they both have that in common. You can help somebody go to, uh, uh, you give people the same attention that uh, uh, if they're going to Boise as if they're going to Mars. That's, oh, exactly. And that's, in that's fact, to go this, on your Yelp. That's, yes, and the, the land service may be similar in some parts too. And there could be a spinoff of our game show that we started a few episodes ago, you know, uh, how is it different? Uh, Boise and Mars, and you'd be surprised uh, how many similarities there could be. Yeah, what's the similarity? Like, that's another game. What, how are they the same? And they are absolutely both destinations. Now, when you land on Mars, it's a lot, it's a bigger deal, right? Yeah. There's no doubt about it, and I'm, I'm ready for that. I know that that's, that when I arrive in Boise, there won't be a big, I hope, I of course, I hope there'll be a brass band uh, or, or some kind of band. It doesn't have to be brass, but you hope for the brass band, don't you? Yeah. And you hope that there'll be people lined up the, the street and, and that you get a police escort with sirens blaring and people cheering and cheering. You hope that they have ticker tape, even though why would Boise have ticker tape when even Wall Street doesn't have ticker tape? So yeah, yeah. Hoping for too much. You, you tell me. Yeah. Well, look. You can never hope for too much, but I think uh, what that ultimate, uh, uh, you know, reception will look like, uh, you'll feel it. And yes, it may not be the traditional big brass band because things have evolved over the years, but you'll get it. And it could be just a, a wink from your the lovely, you know, the check-in woman and, and just the staff and just a, a nod like, welcome, sir. It's little things. It doesn't have to be the big hoopla. Uh, it could be less than that, but it's still just as meaningful. Oh, that's good to know, because I was going to think that, like, just getting a wink from the uh, the, the lady, the, the receptionist, I don't know, is that the same as, I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. I am not, look, I am just an, like you've said, we've said this many, I'm a regular Joe. No, we both are, sure. We're, we're both regular Joes. That's what we, we, we work very hard to become regular Joes. <laughs> it was not easy either. No, no, it's... Uh, uh, it was a long, long slog before I finally became a regular Joe. But now I am one. And, but at the same time, you kind of feel like if you're in a car trip from L.A. and you're going to their, you know, different cities like, like San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, and then Boise, you kind of hope. I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, Scotty. Maybe I'm just asking for, for pie in the sky, which, by the way, we prove you can get. And yes, add, quite, quite readily. Uh, if you're in first class or business class. But Scotty, 
it seems to me like, okay, I don't expect in San Francisco, you know, it's a very snobby city and it's a very sophisticated city, but I expect some people will be, Hey, there he is. There's, there's Tom, just like, uh, the, like they said on the podcast, you know, something like that. A little bit of excitement. Well, I think so. Well, you know, you, you should get ready. By the way, Tom, this is a great time to go because the hordes of tourists have not returned. I mean, yes, True. as I evidenced on my flights to Florida, they're full and people are traveling and it's, but you're going at a good, and they welcome you. Uh, and a new hotel just opened right on the wharf, uh, uh, Kimpton Hotel. There's a lot of excitement. And I do think, though, Tommy, you remember the old days in Variety, the famed uh, show business newspaper? They literally would say, have a list of New York to L.A. or L.A. to New York and list the names of people who yeah, were traveling. Somebody's traveling. Traveling, and that was what they do. <laughs> and really, it's, I guess it wasn't that common. But really, Tommy, I don't think, and I don't say this in a no. farcical manner, but why can't you turn on KGO Channel 7 or K... Uh, uh, it used to be KCBS and they swapped with L.A., uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, and at the end, not the lead story, even though it, it should be right, right towards the end. Go before we go tonight. Uh, Channel four greeting to Tom Saunders, who's uh, just arrived in our city by the bay. Have a great one, Tom. Just that. Just, well, I mean, does that ruin the whole news? Are people going to go, wow, they took away time they could have done for other news stories? No. It's a simple gesture that I think is well-deserved and I hope happens. Well, all right. Well, um, uh, now you got me excited to turn on uh, KGO and, and, and see what they say about me when I arrive in San Francisco. Now, again, I expect it's going to be more of a big deal in Portland and then a really big deal in Seattle. But by the time I hit Boise, the world yeah. should be out, Scotty. And that's, you know, I mean, it's great. Scott. No, don't get me wrong. I would be proud if I arrived in San Francisco, just me, regular Joe, Tom Saunders, driving <laughs> up the coast, staying at a hotel, you know, and, and, and it'd be great to turn on the TV and say, well, look, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I would prefer to be interviewed just because I would like to give my, you know, impression. Well, your take. But, but, but whatever, you know, it, I, I'll take it if there's some kind, just like you say, some kind of acknowledgement you know, of, of, of my arrival in San Francisco. I'm afraid that that's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm kind of preparing myself for the fact that I'll turn on the, new, the news and there'll be no mention of me at all. That's well, yeah, no, I know. And you need, it's good to prepare for that because you don't want the letdown. I mean, maybe it'll be a notice and an online thing, but you know what, Tommy, you know what I like doing? Here's a tip. Yeah. Uh, you gave some great tips earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, I say put out, you know, not everybody knows that you just arrived in San Francisco, let's just say. Not everyone, many people do. But I say, bring it up yourself. And that's what I love to do. I, I went into, uh, even yesterday, I went to my first clothing store in New York City, a yeah. wonderful experience, Grayers uh, in the West Village. And, and it was a, not to get into the story, but they did yeah. a transaction, which I didn't think was possible. And I said to her, this is my first store, clothing store that I've been to in over a year. So I shared- And what did they say, Scotty? What did they say? Oh, Tommy, I've never had a better- Customers, I think I would have had great customers regardless, but they were very thankful. It was a wonderful experience. It exceeded my expectations, they say, on the survey that they forced you to take afterwards, not this place. But I literally, and this is something, it's a mar marvelous story, a final sale item online. And you, I, we've discussed this. That's, there's no tomorrow on that, Tommy. Final sale. That's it, buddy. No, no exchanges, nothing. You got it. It was a great price. And you did I said, it. Let me, I know well, that. I said, let me just bring it in. They have a store in Manhattan. And I, I couldn't wear it. It didn't fit. And she literally, Tommy, if I told you that you'd be think, <laughs> have you been hitting the sauce? 
She said, here's a rack of 100 pants. Just take whichever one you want in exchange. That's what she said to me at Grayers. What a wonderful store. What an amazing and, uh, what a wonderful Grayers, store. Scotty. Now, did you have your mask on at that time? Oh, I did. And, 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 and you know, this is, uh, as since we're chronicling these times, yesterday the CDC did come up with this quite out of the blue announcement, us vac- fully vac guys and gals uh, don't have to wear the mask even indoors. But it, I did then and I, I still will. I not, it's, I'm telling you, and we predicted this, Scotty. We, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but this podcast predicted months ago just what's happening now. People still want to uh, keep their masks on in, in oh, yeah. L.A. And, and New York, but not in other parts of the country. No, no. Well, in Ohio, of course, you know, you, you have to get a million dollars in order to even to get a vaccine. I think it's a, a, a little different. But, uh, yeah, I, it's, an odd, it's an odd thing because then there are regulations, certainly travel. When I embarked on, on plane travel, you know, you have to wear the mask. So, uh, yeah, and again, it never bothered me. Going inside, like, oh, God, I got to put the mask on. No, the outdoor thing has been resolved two weeks ago, and I freely walk outside without it. But indoors, I, and certainly travel, which they still say to keep it on, it won't change. So it's an odd announcement. It's sort of like, do whatever you want. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> rather not at the moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, that's... Uh... You know, I mean, uh, going into a clothing, I'm like, I'm thinking of going into a clothing store. Like, I'm, uh, uh, that's on my uh, agenda to actually one of these days, you know, go in and get, because boy, do I, I mean, these pants, Scotty. Uh, Afraid at the bottom, you said. What's from... the deal about that, Scotty? And I, I, I yeah. know that you're a clothing expert, and, I, and I'm going to ask you something that has been uh, 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 the bane of my pants existence for many years, and and yeah. I, uh, this may talk about burying the lead. This may be the the part of this particular podcast that gets the big, you know, public attention all around the world. Well, this will be submitted yeah. for the in award season. Yeah, and, and definitely it will go viral all over the uh, oh yeah all over the internet. So get ready for this. Um, it is about, and it's a problem so many guys have, and I'm you know, uh, and that's. Uh, we tend to get pants that are, you know, not too short, so they don't look like you're waiting for the flood. You know, you don't want to hear somebody say, "Oh, uh, nice waiting for the flood pants." You know, that that uh, 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 you know, that's the terror of any. Pants. No, you don't want to hear that. No. And and so you wind up wearing these pants that are a little too long, and you step on the uh, heel. Your heel steps on the back of the pants leg and wears it out, and then you wind up just sort of. It's just kind of worn away. Well, not just worn away, afraid, literally afraid at the edges. Afraid at the edges, Scotty. Yeah. What about that? Can we? And I, I remember seeing once a uh, 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 guy, uh, uh, Brooke Shields' husband, Chris Henchy, who I knew, who was a writer. Uh, and we were uh, during the uh, writer strike, you know, we were walking around so I could watch, look at people's the bottom of people's pants legs, you know, it's, a, I, I, it's one of the benefits of a writer's strike is you can see the bottom of people's of other writers' pants. Uh, yeah. That is a perk. Walking uh, them around. It's the perk of the writer's strike is you're walking around carrying a picket sign. And I noticed his was frayed too. Now here's Chris Hench. He's a partner and funny or die and done a lot of producing. And, he, and same thing. Warner. Yeah, he's got the money to get an alteration if he wanted to or whatever. And he's married to Brooke Shields. But no, it's a common thing. I mean, by the way, is fraying the only thing that could happen at the edges? And, uh, you know, can, can it be frayed at something else? At the middle. Is it ever frayed at the middle? Yeah. Frayed near the, no, I think it's always 
It's like, you're right, Scotty. If you say frayed at the edges, that's kind of redundant. You just you say frayed. It's just frayed. And, and we get it. We get oh. that it's at the edges. Where else yeah, I don't know why they, they you know, we, that, that's something we could put, you know, we tweak expressions all the time and, yeah. and, and cliche court. And I think just cut it out. Just frayed. Just say frayed. And, and then you, have, you, you, you don't have to say at the edges. That's four syllables you save. That is That adds up to times you could spend picnicking. Oh. Scotty, no. we don't spend enough time on picnic benches that no. by, by just eliminating that one, you know, uh, uh, at the edges. A few unnecessary words. Well, and also it's not just one outing. I mean, this, this could be several, I mean, there's hours and hours of picnicking that yeah. become available just because you cut frayed at the edges, say frayed. Just say frayed. We know it's always at the edges. By the way, is frayed ever a good thing? Like you ever go, huh? But I care. Oh, fortunately it was frayed. It was just exactly, you know, I mean, is it ever something? It always seems people, sort of like the room is kind of, afraid. yeah, they sort of say it in a negative way. So the accommodations is sort of fraying at the, again, fraying at the edges. And why, when is fraying at the edges a good thing? Because yeah, maybe it, it's, a, it's a decorative look. Well, it is, actually. And, and, and here's another fascinating fact. We talk about time travel in this, uh, in this uh, uh, podcast, but there's one area that time forgot. The hmm. time simply did not change you know time some sometimes overlooks things right yeah and and one of it's not perfect yeah it's not perfect and 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 what it overlooked was uh back in the 1980s frayed jeans yeah frayed jeans that had holes in them jeans that were torn ripped jeans they called them they became the thing, and you would see people with ripped, sometimes you see people with elaborately ripped jeans, you know, very, yeah. very special. And you thought, oh, that's quite a fad. It'll go. No, it's never gone away. No, it's still it's, here today. I mean, maybe, you know, there's always fraying, there's always holes, and it's those are the most expensive jeans, too. So no, it's. Uh, jeans are the ones that are torn up. That's how. Pretty soon it'll be jeans that are dirty and disgusting. <laughs> That'll be the most. The most expensive. Well, we talked gone. the other episode about dirt. Is singing yeah. the praises of dirt, uh, and uh, uh, you know that we wouldn't mind that phenomenon because we, uh, you know, get down. You remember they say, "We'll get down, roll up, get down and dirty." Uh, so that's a positive spin on dirt. We're going. I'm going to work hard, roll up my sleeves, and really get down in the dirt. So that's a that's one we like because uh, people are going. I enjoy the dirt. I'm going to get down in it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, Tommy, I, I, you are, I wish I could go with you because. Uh, uh, listeners may know that, uh, uh, well, before these times, we went to some stores in the Union Square section of Manhattan, and I did help you. You were about to go on a small trip right. at the time. So I wish I could, uh, wait, wait, maybe wait. on Zoom, as they say, or on FaceTime, book live, uh, FaceTime, you can go to the store and go, what do you think? And 3,000 miles away, I could weigh in. Yeah. No, that would be, that, that, I think that's, I think the dream is that you, you never are, you know, you never have to do things on your own without some expert weighing in. I mean, that's the weird thing about shopping for clothes. Very often you're alone and you don't have somebody standing, you know, you, you, you don't have a fashion consultant uh, with you. You know, you're just simply yeah. buying clothes. Can I buy a pair of pants? You know, yeah, there's no lawyer on you, over your shoulder that you can whisper to. Right. You know, you look at these jeans and he goes, uh, well, you know, because you don't want the salesperson to hear. Ideally, the... ideally, you would want a lawyer, you, you know, because yeah. any kind of uh, you, uh, you want to have an entourage of, of not only a fashion expert, 
but also somebody who is actually a tailor. A lot of people make the mistake, they go shopping with just a fashion expert and they don't have somebody who is actually an experienced tailor. Right, to do it on the sure, spot. Can yeah. monitor the, 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 the real tailor of your pants and make sure that the, that tailor is doing doing it properly. The problem is it adds up, Scotty. Well, it does add up and, and people go, what am I, a millionaire? But uh, I would say at a minimum, and again, when you say fashion expert, it could just be me, who I don't take a salary for it, but at least you should have at least a fashion expert, an accountant, or somebody well-versed in the accounting field, a lawyer, or someone well-versed in the legal field, and as you say, a tailor. I, but again, you can do this. People think, yeah, all right, I'm Rockefeller. No, you can have all four of those experts, sometimes for just pennies uh, on the dollar. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, yeah. see, you're, you're always good at finding the great bargain. Now, uh, uh, you did mention in passing, and very modestly, I might say, that you don't really charge anything because... In a way, I see you as, you know, how uh, Francis of Assisi, who was, famous, <laughs> you know, who went among the poor or whatever he did and, 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 and gave of his of his mercy and, and maybe help heal the poor. I don't know. But that's sort of I see what you're doing, what you are. Uh, uh, we've talked about sainthood. Um, I, I, I know you have a, you're a bit skeptical of that. Uh, it's not of your uh, of your faith. But uh, at the same time. Isn't what you're like? Couldn't you know? You go out. Here's here's another possibility for you. You could go among the the, the unfashionable people of the Midwest and <laughs> and and stop them in the street or in the stores, wherever, and with a kindly expression, offer your fashion tips. Exactly. Well, ask for. Well, I could. Well, I always thought of doing it in a store. I remember I was at Saks Fifth Avenue and. Palm Springs, and I really thought I could just go up and say, "Can I help you?" And then a question: the legal eagles in our audience will say, "Well, you're mis you're you're impersonating a, a salesperson." No, I am not. We've brought this up before about being an owner of a restaurant, pretending that I'm not saying I own this restaurant. You know, I'm saying, "How is your meal?" There is no absolutely no. There's no explicit fraud. You're simply asking if you can help a person. Yeah. And no one, no jury will condemn a person for trying to help another person. I would hope not in, in this day and age. And Tommy, I will say, though, you know, I, I appreciate your, your fine compliments, but I don't think I'm on a saint level because I have to say, and I hope I don't lose some followers uh, saying this, but I'm not comfortable working with lepers. <laughs> uh, and I don't and I feel for them. I hope that many others will. But that's not something I jump into easily. That's so. I choose to put my social justice skills towards fashion and helping guiding people to a, a shirt or an outfit. Right, but but not, but uh, but you, if you're offered sainthood, you will not accept it only because of the the, you know, maybe you would have to deal with lepers, and you're not. It's not your you're washing people's feet again. I'm so glad that the Pope and others do that. Yeah, it's not something that I I you know uh, lend you know. It's my strong suit, so yeah, I think that's I, rightfully should keep me. Like, you never know if, if somebody's got, you know you're, you're you're in an elevator, somebody you know is, uh, has leprosy and 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 just finds out and says, is there, is there a saint here? Is there a saint? And then you would have to say, yes, I'm a saint, and you'd have to come heal and wash their feet. Uh, it, 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 it is true. It's almost like you're a doctor, you know. You're, yeah, yeah, and again, I'm called. so thankful. Others will do it, but I'm just not up for that no. task. Okay. But so, so what I do in my own modest way, Tommy, I go, hey, that shirt might look good with those jeans. And that's my mission. That's my role. Don't, don't and, make 
Don't make you a saint is what you're saying to the Vatican. You know, please. Yeah, Let, let's focus on the ones who deal with yeah. other issues. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I think okay. We're very we're at the end of our of our uh, uh, of our podcast today, but we've done a lot. And one of the things you know, we talked about this this great trip and how you you're uh, monitoring it and and making sure I'm going to have the right hotels, but also. Your fashion, uh, uh, your donated fashion expertise, please, Vatican, if you're listening, it's very nice that you're going to offer sainthood to Scott Blakeman. Maybe, maybe not this time around. Yeah, maybe just a certificate of, of thank you for helping. A helping certificate would be thanks. Yeah, most appreciated. Yeah, would be great, but but not sainthood. Well, what a marvelous podcast, Scotty! To, to uh, very uplifting, and 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 we're going to be following your journey for the preparation, of course, throughout its entirety. But for now, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm still going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.